Good morning it's first thing Friday, so it's time for Fix the audio version of our newsletter, made with Amazon Polly. Fix Insider, Friday, May 7th. Supported by our friends at Bliss. Learn more about getting impersonal here. AdTech. Tell me an industry which could find 15% of the pound multi-million investments evaporating, and do little to change? I'll go first. It's a year since ISBA published their study into the programmatic supply chain and found a whole lot of issues. Since then we have heard little about the matter. To be fair we know some have addressed this quietly, but many of the issues described continue to blight our industry. In an update ISBA talk of some progress and their support of the new ANA study, which will have a wider scope. One benefit of the current rethinking forced by the privacy perfect storm, imminent eco-action on AdTech, the impact of ATT and the slow death of third-party cookies etc is some of the bad practices will cease. You don't buy across 40k websites if you can't track people wherever they go. You can optimize supply chains, when the data is rare. We can all do better. If you don't want to wait for another report, we would recommend you check your tech, and learn whether your tech stack is making you money or making money for someone else. As we prepare for our event with Bliss next week on the perfect storm of change, have you got your ticket yet? We've been looking at what is happening. This IAB Australia summary is helpful. And our friends at Bliss have written a good piece on why location-based dynamic audiences are the key to targeting in a post-cookie world. Kate, the author of this, will be part of the panel on Tuesday. So much is still up in the air. The New York Times are the latest to say they won't use identity tech, like the much-vaunted Unified ID. Adobe are rethinking their CDP strategy, focusing on brands' own first-party data rather than third-party. And it's good to see publisher like The Guardian see these changes as an opportunity to move to brand metrics over clicks. It's still early to call the effects of the IDFA changes but Flurry are updating their stats on iOS 14.5 opt-in rate each day, but it's not looking great. The discussion in our AdTech Guild is also useful here. And you can see how people are using ATT here, it even shows the pre-prompts. It's interesting to note neither Amazon or Google show up, yet. Is this because they are confident they have enough first-party data on their app users, as they are logged in? Or are they, Snap, Pinterest, Twitter etc. waiting to see what works and what isn't? Remember the old saying never let a crisis go to waste? Apple are recruiting a senior product manager, adds relevance. Merchant. Walmart are now very focused on digital as they battle Amazon, and are copying many of the strategies that have been so successful for Amazon. Growing the third-party marketplace should let them grow quicker, and also, Walmart's online business isn't profitable, and it can make more money from third-party sales than from selling its own merchandise online. Not only does the company collect commission fees from sellers, it can then upsell merchants on even more products, ads, delivery services or even lines of credit through a partnership with Goldman Sachs. Walmart's online store isn't profitable. Now it's borrowing from Amazon's playbook. Another lift is their membership scheme which, after just a few months, has 60 meters users. That is still 100 meters behind Amazon but the free delivery offer is driving growth, and so is grocery. We will look at grocery and last mile in next Wednesday's Merchant Deep Dive. One way Walmart plan to make money from grocery is advertising and this interview with one of the top execs is interesting. Advertisers, can see their results as they come in which means they can get insights into upticks in sales across their category, he said. By having the data at their fingertips, they can have a lot more confidence in how they make marketing budget decisions. R. As we prepare for our augmented reality event, now on May 25th there is so much happening. 
This article points out how Snap are embracing R as a driver of commerce, and Thursday's shopping through a new lens summit on e-commerce was good. No doubt we will learn more from our Snap guest at our event. Russian supermodel Natalia Vodyanova has invested in our app Wana and Google have a great new R tool that lets you tunnel through the globe, using Google Earth. Make sure you get your ticket. Ads The sale of Yahoo and AOL by Verizon has gone through and the new owner is a P firm called Apollo who paid a little less than $5 billion for a firm that generated $7 billion in revenue last year. Verizon paid around $10 billion for the two businesses and chose to keep a 10% stake. One immediate synergy is the large sports audience that Yahoo has and the 200 gaming licenses Apollo has. The Yahoo CEO is bullish and having a parent company that understands media should make life easier for them. I met Jerry Yang just after Yahoo turned down a $44 billion stakeover offer from Microsoft and when I asked how he felt about that decision, he didn't look comfortable and the subject was quickly changed. We always look at the huge value created in tech, but often forget the value lost. Voice The Spotify announcement enabling podcasts to be paid was widely welcomed and some see the open access platform tech as having exciting potential. The Washington Post is the latest publisher to offer users the choice of listening to articles rather than read them. I am a huge proponent of this and with always in AirPods the consumption of media will switch. Nuv. Another big sports deal, the NHL agree a deal with ESPN and Warner owned Turner, doubling the value of the previous deal. Quite why everyone thinks the rights value of the Premier League has peaked is beyond me. The Super League shows there is so much more value and when the next rights come up, I think we will see record prices. The world of ad tech lusts after Nuve, much of the surging stock prices for ad edge firms is down to project growth in this sector. But with content originators in the hundreds, versus websites in the millions, does Nuve need a loom escape of suppliers and middlemen? The ISBA report showed that one consequence of ad tech is that the middlemen have prospered at the expense of publishers. Will Amazon, Roku, Disney, Comcast etc. invite these firms into their ecosystem? We are already seeing fraud in Nuve. This is a good summary of the issues programmatic, meet CTV, ad tech's latest gold rush. East Navigating the very complex Chinese market with Tomorrow Shanghai, the latest agency to be bought by Martin Sorrell's S4. Their approach is interesting. We consider a brand's full Chinese ecosystem. That's what we are very strong at, looking at the consumer journey and creating content, no matter if it's on their e-commerce or it's on their social or it's at an experiential pop-up. We level up content storytelling and ultimately conversion across all digital touch points. In the same way Uber is now balancing hard times in their rides business with healthy demand for food deliveries, their counterparts in the East have a similar strategy. Grab from Singapore is about to IPO and they started as a taxi booking service but expanded into food delivery buying Uber's Southeast Asian food delivery business. They are now moving into grocery and one advantage they have is their payment system that they have expanded. More volume comes from outside their network and they sold over 100 meters insurance policies, winning business by fractionalizing premiums. Their Chinese equivalent Didi is also planning a New York IPO this year and is already thinking of floating their grocery business after that. There is lots to learn from China. It's not like the West in so many ways, so slavishly copying is risky, but there are themes that seem to apply globally. Social TikTok has a new CEO, the current CFO of ByteDance who joined from Xiaomi recently. Vanessa Thanos, the current GM will become the COO. It seems the Trump threat to close TikTok down has not gone away yet, a Biden official dodged answering a question about the TikTok ban and is generally bearish on China. In the meantime the app is highly effective at selling, 
nearly half of TikTokers are buying stuff from brands they see on the platform. How TikTok chooses which songs go viral. In this week's Good TikTok Creative we looked at a campaign that didn't use a hit song. Justin Bieber's wife is building her profile on TikTok really well, but the Shiseido brand she represents missed out. Plus plus. This blog post is a good take on the reasons why ads seem to be back in fashion, Revenge of the Mad Men. More good insight into S4 Capitals, Digital Moneyball for Brand Building, video. Building on our dollar dollar last week, 10 takeaways from big tech's big earnings. A Roku case study, Home Chef drives plus 20% in sales among new in-store buyers. Amazon says its ad-supported video reaches more than 120 million viewers a month. Google on Oreo, how does the world's largest snack company elevate personalization at scale? No surprise but good to have evidence, ads in premium media perform better than Facebook. ITV predicts advertising recovery as spending picks up. Premier League explores NFTs as fans splash out on sporting moments, imagine owning this masterpiece. Our friends at Bliss believe a less personal ecosystem doesn't need to signify the end of personalized advertising, so you can still have your cake and eat it, too. We will explore this more at our events, starting on Tuesday, and they can help you navigate this industry inflection point with their guide, Preparing for a Privacy First World, Your Personal Guide to Getting Impersonal. Click here to download a copy.